Houston, we have a podcast. Welcome to the official podcast of the NASA Johnson Space Center, episode 208, The Path to Success. I'm Gary Jordan, and I'll be your host today. On this show, we bring in the experts. Sometimes we bring in folks who will become the experts. All right, so we've been talking about internships quite a bit recently. Last time we talked about how to be successful once you landed your internship, how to stand out to maximize your chance of getting a full-time opportunity. This time, we're taking a step back to talk about specifically what you should be doing in school and what you should be signing up for out of school to land the intern gig. This episode should be revealing of several different student programs that help these interns end up at NASA. Joining me is Pedro Salazar-Garcia, who joins us from Ames Research Center and got his start in a NASA community college program called NCOS before he started. Jeff Severino joins from Glenn Research Center in Ohio and first started under the Space Grant Project, also had a couple of internships. And Kaisine Tway joins us from right here at the Johnson Space Center in Houston, took part in NASA's Big Idea Challenge and Space Life Sciences Training Program at Ames Research Center. Yeah, so if you're like me, you've never even heard of a lot of these opportunities, but they're proven ways to get to NASA. Just ask these three. Let's get right into it. Enjoy. T-minus five seconds and counting. Mark. Launching the mid-flight shirt to the red. There she goes. Pedro, Jeff, and Kai, thank you all for coming on Houston. We have a podcast today from all different parts of the nation. We have some folks coming from California. Uh, let's see, from Ohio, from the Ohio centers here at, in the Houston Houston uh, Johnson Space Center. So this would be a great conversation. Today's topic is all about what got you to where you are right now uh, at NASA. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to get here, a lot of different student programs to help you land that full-time position. That's what we're going to be talking about today. I want to understand, though, Let's we, we've talked about the different locations, right? You guys are coming from all over, but you also have different backgrounds. I want to get a better sense of that. Pedro, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, your major, your school, uh, and uh, and some of the things that you were a part of before before coming to NASA. Well, first of all, thank you for having us here. And then I'm Pedro Salazar. I moved from Mexico back in 2013 to Iowa. Uh, I, uh, I'm currently a student aerospace engineering at Iowa State University. And I'm also currently a NASA Interior Center intern. Very cool. And uh, so tell me about your, um, tell me about what got you to go into the major that you did. So you said you, you moved from uh, was it, is it Mexico and you went to Iowa. So so tell me about that transition and the, and then your um, what like what drove you to enter into an engineering field. Okay, so yeah, uh, as I told you before, I moved from Mexico to the U.S. back in 2013. Uh, I arrived here without knowing any English, so mm. I got to business place where everything is different, where I wasn't able to understand the language, and I was missing my family. But I gladly, I gladly finished high school in 2015. Uh, I took a gap year to save money and started the Moy Area Community College in 2016. But in this time, uh, I created a solar panel from scratch and participated in different organizations. This got me interested in an engineering degree. Very cool. Well, that yeah, that'll certainly help to in, to inspire you to do that. Actually, getting your hands on and and dirty with. Uh, 
with some actual tech. So that 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 certainly probably served for you at least as a major inspiration for saying, "Hey, that's what I want to do. I want to get my hands on stuff, and uh, and and that's what I want to do with my career." Yes, yes, go ahead. Very good. All right, so uh, Jeff, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Jeff Sabrina, and uh, I'm originally from the Bronx, New York, and I uh, eventually went to school in Hartford, Connecticut, at the University of Hartford, and uh, initially what kind of drove me there was kind of a passion for music, and I wasn't really sure as to what I was going to do with that. So uh, I ended up taking a physics course and told the physics teacher, hey, I'm thinking about audio engineering or something along those lines. And he said something so interesting that kind of changed my perspective. And he said, you know, mechanical engineers and electrical engineers help make the devices that audio engineers use. And then I took a step back and I wondered which school would probably have some theoretical emphasis more so on uh, I guess audio and sound. So where it led me to the University of Hartford's acoustic program. And there we, uh, I was able to get a concentration in acoustics and computation with a major in mechanical engineering and a minor in mathematics. And there I was able to more so, so learn the theory of sound and vibration and apply it to the world around us, which ended up being <laughs> way more ways than just the musical environment. <laughs> so um what uh let me, let me see i mean your music music was really the inspiration for you choosing to go into something a little bit more technical but was there something maybe about the technical field that made you passionate about it right so it wasn't always music driving your passion for for something technical you know, maybe you found something like, wow, there's there's this really interesting phenomenon that's happening with acoustics, and, and I want to explore that. It's interesting you ask that because uh, I thought I had an idea of what acoustics was, but once I got to the University of Hartford and into the program eventually, I realized that there was uh, more applications than just musical acoustics, and there's a big, I would say a big aspect of the acoustic field is architectural acoustics, and it's a very good way to kind of ease in the theoretical aspects that are associated. But then I realized, um, as I started mentioning out looking for other applications, that uh, noise was something that uh, people study. And being from New York City, I realized, like, hey, I, I didn't realize how noisy it was until I left. <laughs> and so what ended up happening, uh, I started... I, I was trying to do more research than acoustical consulting. And it was just more so because I, I was more interested in the research and development side of things instead of more of the industry. And what I uh, ended up finding was uh, NASA Space Grant Consortium. And essentially, I found a professor, um, out of the kindness of his heart, let me be his research assistant. And from there, I found another experience that I was able to work in the field of aeroacoustics and that was uh I guess the the spark in my eye you could say hmm. because I, I realized that you know it's it's important to have good performance and good fuel emissions but it's also important to make sure that people on, on ground are also safe and sound as well and so that really kind of drove me to keep 
trying to work in the that field, especially in, in the acoustics branch at NASA. Very cool. Yeah, and we're going to explore that a little bit, uh, what you've been doing at NASA for sure, um, as, as we keep going through this. Um, so it's great to have you, Jeff. Kai, uh, you are also an engineer. We got a lot of engineers on the call today. Tell us about yourself. Yeah. Um, so hi, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here today. Um, as you said, my name is Kai. I graduated from the University of Colorado Boulder this past May with a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. Um, and it actually all started during my senior year of high school. I attended um, a Girls Explore Engineering Day at CU Boulder. Hmm. Um, and while touring it, I had a chance to see um, the bioastronautics lab. And I spoke with a lot of the professors and graduate students in the lab. And it was actually my first introduction to anything related to human spaceflight. And it sparked a pretty big interest for me. Um, and I just decided to study mechanical engineering at CU so I could pursue similar research projects. Um, and this led to an internship at Ames through the Space Life Sciences Training Program. And then I also participated in the Big Idea Challenge and um, interned at Langley and joined the Pathways Program at JSC. And all of these opportunities sort of tie back to my initial interest in the human spaceflight work. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like um, mechanical engineering, the way, you, the way you kind of described it was mechanical engineering was like a means to an end. It was a way to end up in, in the human space, something human spaceflight or spaceflight related. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different way, uh, avenues that you can take to, to work at NASA. Why, why did you end up choosing mechanical engineering over other engineering disciplines? Yeah, I really liked how the mechanical engineering program offered a lot of flexibility in terms of what projects I wanted to work on. Um, and I knew I had this interest in human spaceflight. So, so I focused all of my projects that I did um, throughout college on um, sort of human spaceflight stuff. So during my first semester, um, we had a freshman engineering project class. And I actually contacted someone at JSC um, to see if I could work on a project with them. Um, mm -hmm. And it worked out. And that was my first experience doing something hands-on. Um, so I really appreciated the flexibility the department offered me and, and sort of the opportunities it opened up. Yeah, I hear that a lot from uh, mechanical engineers. That's actually my brother, too. My brother ended up becoming a mechanical engineer because of that same reason. He loved engineering, but he's like, where do I want, you know, where do I want to put my talents? Mechanical engineering just has a lot of different, it's a very broad spectrum uh, that you can enter into. And to meet your ultimate goal, goal that provided you, it sounded like, even more paths to get to NASA. All of these different broad areas that you could explore within mechanical engineering. You just got to find your niche. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, so let's go through, and um, I think what's cool about this um, this topic is each of you took different uh, NASA programs or, or NASA grants even to end up working for NASA. So before you got your internship, this is important, there are other programs that you can explore uh, before actually landing that internship, and it actually might help you get the internship if that's one of your ultimate goals. So, Kai, I'll start with you because the way you just described was you, you said you went to multiple different NASA centers. You went to Ames, you went to Langley, you went to you went to Johnson Space Center. So you had a lot of different experiences prior to landing the. Um, well, it seems like you were part of multiple different internships. But tell us about the um, the programs and starting with when you discovered them. Yeah, um, I can go through a few of the programs. So um, the first one that I actually did was um, called 
the Space Life Sciences um, training program. It's also known as FOSDP, and that was at Ames. Um, and I heard about this through a graduate student who was working at the bioastronautics lab that I was talking about uh, previously. And um, through that like internship program, I had a chance to work on a lot of like individual and group projects related to space biology. I got a chance to work on the BioSentinel mission, which is supposed to study the impact of deep space radiation on living organisms. And then during my third year at CU, I actually participated in the Big Idea Challenge with a team of other university students. And this actually led to a summer internship at Langley. Um, so I can talk a little bit more about the Big Idea Challenge. That was a program that I did. Yeah, go um, into it. Yeah. So I actually originally joined a team of students and advisors from my university, um, I think Harvard, Cornell, and the University of Hawaii. And we all banded together to participate in this um, Big Idea Challenge. And it was in 2019. Um, we had to create a design and the installation and operation of a Martian greenhouse to support a crew of four members on a 600-day surface mission. And the challenges change every year. So um, ours was specifically for the Martian greenhouse. And then um, after we wrote our first concept of operations, we were invited to present this to judges at Langley during um, the Big Idea Forum. And we actually won the most innovative concept award, and then I was selected for a summer internship at Langley um, through this challenge. And four other students from other teams were also selected, so we ended up spending the summer um, further developing our ideas for Mars Greenhouse and writing a more detailed concept of operations. Um, so yeah, that was my experience with the Big Idea Challenge. Very, very cool. And I'm going to circle back to you, Kai, to, to ask about your internship experiences, because you have multiple. You had, you had the Langley experience, and now uh, you're at Johnson. So you definitely have a, a pretty broad perspective on all there is to offer at NASA. I'm going to go to Jeff, though, because, Jeff, you have, a interesting, uh, you have an interesting entrance in because you took you had space grants, you had several internships, you're also pathways, I believe. So tell me about tell me about how you heard about all these opportunities and then what they are. Right, I guess it all really started with uh, me trying to find an extracurricular in research, or you know, trying to because I I wasn't having too much luck with the um, consulting internships that I had been applying to, so I kind of started cold calling companies, and what I ended up doing was that there was a new professor in my mechanical engineering department that year. And so I just introduced myself after you know, looking at what he studied. And uh, I noticed he had a, a focus on plasma. So I particularly asked him, hey, are you looking for a research student? Come to find out he actually was looking for a research assistant. And uh, this research program was through NASA's Connecticut Space Grant Consortiums. And the, the Space Grant Consortium is kind of like a network of universities throughout the country, like throughout all 50 states. And essentially, there'll be kind of a, a head, uni you know, head university or a head organization, more, more likely a university. And from there, they will disperse grants, grant money through other universities in that state. So... I kind of got lucky in the sense that he was looking for, uh, he was applying for a space grant and I ended up to be asking him right before the deadline was due. So I put together my application, which um, it wasn't like, it wasn't as easy as like, you know, a bubbling questionnaire, but it was, uh, 
a little bit more than just a resume. You, you kind of want to uh, know your why in, in that sense for the research kind of background stuff. And uh, that ended up being a really cool uh, research project. My research project was uh, essentially making a plasma-assisted oxygen source. The idea is that Martian atmosphere is, I believe, 98% CO2. I'm not a space guy, so forgive me if I had nothing wrong. But um, essentially, uh, plasma could be used to turn that carbon dioxide into oxygen. But the concept, uh, had, there had been no prototype that my professor had done before. So my job was kind of to design and test a oxygen source uh, rig and so even though it was cool it wasn't really what i had in mind i wanted to do something more with acoustics i ended up finding myself taking sound measurements of the plasma device but it's not necessarily the focus of the research but i ended up getting a, a reference to another professor um from from dr wright dr kamal wright to Ivana Milanovic, where she had a faculty fellowship um, for, I believe, five summers at NASA Glenn. And her time there, she essentially split her time between two branches, the Inlet and Novels branch and the Acoustics branch. And she had done a lot of uh, acoustic testing in um, the Aeroacoustic Propulsion Laboratory, or the Dome, as we call it, at NASA Glenn. And she had taken some data back with her to University of Hartford, and she wanted to continue doing further simulation analysis. And so I ended up getting to work with her on a separate grant uh, where we looked at the computational aeroacoustics of dual stream nozzles. And there we got to kind of look at various noise sources that can exist along the nozzle using simulations. And I guess the really cool part about that is that we were using data that was actually taken at an access center. So for me, that was kind of like a big motivator because even though I wasn't, you know, I'm all the way in Connecticut and, and there's a center in Cleveland. I'm about, I was about like 500, 600 miles away. I'm still getting to work with this data and I'm still getting to make an impact in my own way as a student. And that kind of propelled me to keep looking into more of the research that NASA does in that in that field and I realized wow NASA there's the second day is in aeronautics for a reason there's so much aviation research and I didn't realize that um you know, even though space is amazing and an awesome a research endeavor um aeronautics is really kind of what put NASA in a, in a particular situation that equipped them to tackle space flight in such such a way so with that being said, I ended up applying to that branch, the acoustics branch that Dr. Milanovic had gotten her faculty fellowship. And after applying to uh, 15 different positions, I was able to land that one as, uh, as an acoustic absorber design, fabricate, and test. So basically what I would do is I'd 3D print acoustic samples and test uh, the acoustic absorber absorbent uh absorptive behavior and then that kind of led me down so many rabbit holes but i end up entering again uh but because you have to be a student while you're an intern it's kind of tough if you don't get a full-time gig after you graduate uh 
you kind of got to either wait for the right opportunity. And that was a big reason why I looked for into graduate school. So when I went to graduate school, I ended up applying for pathways program 10 times. I had applied in undergrad, wow. but was, wasn't lucky. I, and one time I did uh, get an interview through the acoustics branch, but because of my timing, I wasn't actually eligible for the position. It was a little bit of a heartbreak, but you know, perseverance is really what you need and patience keep going and keep trying and so eventually i was able uh, to get another interview and eventually get the even more experience that led me to be more equipped so i ended up being, now i'm currently a master's student at the university of toledo under dr hickson and i work in the computational aeroacoustics research lab where we essentially do more of the kind of simulation work i was discussing earlier except we do, do a lot of the under the hood kind of thing so to speak so in undergrad, I was more so using these codes. Now I'm getting to make them. And it's really exciting because I would have never thought that from uh, being audio, wanting to be an audio engineer, uh, I would have never thought I'd be here from that, <laughs> from that perspective. Well, it sounds like it was a ton of hard work. And uh, on top of the hard work, despite rejection, that uh, that persistence to just keep applying because it was something that you were very passionate about. Um, that's really what got you to to end up doing something that that's interested you so much that no was was not an option. Right, exactly. And, I, and you know, and Tamil was listening, and I would say I'm sure the people on this panel feel the same way. You know, if you if it doesn't work once, you try and try again, and eventually, if you're persistent enough, you will get your opportunity. Very cool. Uh, Pedro, I want to go to you because you discovered, you got through NASA um, through uh, another program. So we talked about a couple different programs that are at NASA, all of these different internship experiences, grants. You did one that was specifically for community college. So tell me about how you heard about it and then your experiences with, with this program. Well, everything is starting in Spain of 2019 with Dr. Woods, one of my professors at my community college, bro. NASA Community and Space Scholars Flyer to a physics class and encourage everyone to apply. Uh, at first, I was hesitant because NASA is kind of the main dream of almost every engineer. But I decided to apply and I was selected to attend a three day inside experience at one of the community colleges in Oklahoma. So we get there and we get to work on a team of people that we don't know and create a, a mini robot. Participating and participating in the competition. So I also participated in the Aerospace Academy, which is another program, and it just helps to create a preliminary design review and a NASA proposal. So both of these experiences were amazing because we got to meet people from NASA, from other states, and learn, and learn about the many opportunities that NASA offers to students. Very good. So, so what made you want to keep going? Then you had this experience. You had this this experience with the community college program. What made you want to keep going and say, "Hey, I want, I want to, I want to keep working at NASA. I want to keep meeting cool people, and I want to, um, and I want to uh, be a NASA intern." So I actually met the director of the Incas, and she was very chill, and then was talking with us about the many opportunities that NASA has. So after having Inca and having all this community of other scholars, uh, it was kind of the, the start of, of going to NASA. Because like one, 
when one person believes in you, so that way you just keep going and keep trying. Very good. And um, so you uh, you did not just do one internship, correct? You did multiple internships. What made you keep coming back, and what were some of those things that you were doing each time that you came uh, for a new NASA internship? Okay, so the first internship uh, was going to be in California, but due to COVID-19, they moved to teleworking. So mm. me and my team created a website to to help connect farmers on food banks during the pandemic. So we collaborated with two organizations and helped deliver almost 300 boxes of produce using 22 airplanes to food banks in California. And during the fall, we delivered some more produce boxes to New Mexico. So kind of the, the non-profit side of, of NASA, trying to help people. So that's, that's why I decided to keep, keep coming back. Very cool. Uh, Kai, you had a couple of different experiences as an intern, uh, Langley, and at the Johnson Space Center, and they're different programs, right? So you had an internship program at one. Now there's this other thing called Pathways. Can you describe your experiences what, at each of those centers? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess at Langley, I've talked a little bit about what I did there. Mm-hmm. We were just sort of developing this Martian greenhouse idea. And then at Johnson Space Center, I started in the Pathways program, um, and the program's really great because you can rotate in uh, different um, branches and just see a lot of the center and sort of experience a lot of different engineering projects. Um, so I did two tours um, while I was at Johnson, and one of them was with the environmental systems um, branch uh, in the flight operations directorate. Um, and I got to shadow a lot of flight controllers and sort of see what um, the day-to-day life of a flight controller is and um, take some of the classes and also worked on some of the displays. So that was mostly what I did for my first tour. Um, And then for my second one, I worked with the systems test branch um, in the crew and thermal systems division, and that was in the engineering directorate. And I got to support testing of spacesuits and spacecraft in thermal vacuum chambers. Um, I wrote a detailed test plan. I CAD modeled equipment in Creo, and I also started training to be a test director. Um, and I also helped a little bit with a design for a lunar dust on radiator, radiator experiment to fly on the Nova C lunar lander um, in the future. Not bad. That's a pretty uh, pretty broad uh, experience that you're having. So you get to look at work on a lot of different things. Is that what you were hoping to do, to just explore as, as many different uh, areas of NASA as you could? Yeah, um, I think that's what, like, the main thing that I've appreciated about all of these different internships is that I can figure out exactly what type of engineering and what type of projects that I've enjoyed doing um, with all of these different experiences. They've all been a little bit different. You know, I've got to um, experience what it's like to go through training for being a flight controller versus um, training to be a test director. And I think it's interesting to see the differences um, and also the similarities and see what I maybe want to do with my future. And so I've really appreciated having a chance to do all of these different internships. So Kai, there's probably a lot of our listeners that are are listening to all of your unique experiences um, and thinking, what do I have to do to apply for these different opportunities, whether it's a grant, whether it's a community college program, whether it's internships. 
Um, you know, and I think one of the main things is how do I stand out? We've heard a lot about Jeff's experience with having to apply multiple different times. But Kai, what did you do to stand out, uh, uh, you know, amongst the competition? Because you really wanted to have the experience in human spaceflight. That's something that was really you were very passionate about. So what did you have to do to stand out? Yeah, um, I think as Jeff mentioned earlier, having the perseverance is super important. Um, I also applied for the Pathways program, I think, three times, and it took until the third time for me to actually join it. So what Jeff mentioned is really important. But for me, I also think having um, passion, as you mentioned, is really the key to standing out when you're in school and when you're applying for positions. So whenever I've interviewed for a new position, I like to discuss what I want to do in the future and sort of what I'm passionate about. Um, I always bring up my big dream, and it's to help put the first woman on the moon and the first person on Mars. And whenever I talk about this, it has helped start a lot of conversations with people, which has led to a lot of these opportunities within NASA. Yeah, and it seems like having not only the goal, you know, the goal is maybe maybe to work at NASA is a goal, but it seems like having a goal of of accomplishing something big, being something part being a part of something that's bigger than yourself seems to give you that oomph, that uh that drive to to continue to work hard. Yes, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Um Jeff, I'm ex- I'm curious to hear about your perspective applying so many times, and and uh, it seems like you're you're one of the few folks that I've talked to that is so passionate about such an interesting field, this acoustic field. Um, so, what were the ways that what what did you have to do to stand out and finally land the thing that you wanted to do? Oh, it sounds so uh, rudimentary, but um, read the directions very thoroughly and read <laughs> the posting because oftentimes. The, you know, being, I love how you said, you know, being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Uh, having that drive to be a part of something that's bigger than yourself really helps in the sense that you can see where the current position that you're looking for, where that lands in NASA's strategic plan and their goal at the entire organization. So understanding where that kind of lies in the mix really helps. And then you know, having knowledge about that beforehand really does help you get an upper hand and show that you're really interested in, in the organization as a whole and not necessarily just one aspect. And um, and I really only found out about NASA because of a friend uh, who had a NASA internship before, and he actually stopped me in the hallway. We're the same major, mechanical engineering and concentration, um, but not many uh, people take interest in um, like aeroacoustics or aerospace engineering for sure and uh he just you know just apply just just go for it just try i was like there's no way i'm gonna get it's just that natural like what what you know what do i have so then i started reading these positions i said well but i'm really passionate about these things and uh one thing that i noticed was that um that, and that really stood out to my mentor daniel cook in the acoustics branch is that um I really like the fact that the chevrons, which are essentially, they're, they're on the exhaust of jet engines, and these are kind of spiked ridges that are meant to reduce the sound of jet flow, reduce the noise of jet flow. And, but it, it's taken 50, maybe 100 years to develop. And in, in, in that endeavor, you know, it would be great to be a part of something like that. I said something along those lines in, in one of my responses 
of my NASA questionnaire on intern.nasa.gov. And that, I think, was probably one of the, the, you know, why I wanted to be a part of that thing that was bigger than myself. And I think that was the one thing that helped me stand out. And then the second thing is just working on a communication and always asking a question when you can, because oftentimes we do attend lectures or, you know, seminars, and there's not enough, uh, in my opinion, questions being asked, because there's always something more to learn. And oftentimes to have a good question requires good attention, but also a good understanding of how you like to communicate your question, you know? And so in that aspect, the communication side of the things and what NASA does is also important. So those two things aside from the engineering thing really did help me as a kind of steady backbone to build off of and kind of my, uh, I guess in the case that I was trying to make as to how, you know, why should I be a part of NASA? Yep. Yeah. You have to have uh, all of those different things, right? It can't be just one. It can't be just really good in engineering. It can't be just a drive, a drive to be something, you know, do something a part of yourself. It can't just be you ask a lot of questions. Sounds like it has to be all of those things. Right. And you also, you know, knowing knowing your why is really, uh, you know, why do you do what you do is, is kind of a big driver, not only in times where it gets hard, but also it helps you dissect where you're going to, try to land in the whole grand scheme of NASA. Yeah, and I mean, for me, it was it was tough to figure out when I was young, and I think a lot of people might be in the same boat, you know, like you're, you have this pressure when you're young, you're like, I don't know what I'm passionate about yet, but um, you, you, it's just a matter of spending the time to go and find that. Um, there might, And it's just, it's. I don't think it's logical. I think it's uh, whenever you find it, you'll know because you get excited. It's It's more of a feeling than it is, you know, a logical perspective of, oh, yeah, this would, you know, this would provide a good means to an end, you know, and no, no, this is something I could be passionate about. This is something that I want to be a part of because it's bigger than myself. Right. It's interesting you say that because a lot of the times I would say that um, the procedural aspects of doing some engineering tasks, if you focus on those things, you can actually take away not only a lot of lessons that are applicable to other engineering things, but and those are the kind of the things that I ended up being the most passionate about. And now in graduate school, I, ended up, I write a lot of computer code to kind of do my calculations in the sense that you know, that was something I didn't like doing by hand in undergrad. So I, I took the time to learn. I was like, hey, this is pretty interesting. And now that's essentially what I do um, as a pathways intern. I help improve uh, fan noise prediction codes. And I'm I'm having a blast. And that's important too. You got to enjoy it, um, Pedro. I want to hear about your your experience um, standing out because you you um, what you know what did you have to do to uh, to stand out to be a part of this um, aerospace uh, scholars program, and you know to to continue to stand out that landed you internship after internship. So I would say that one thing that's not to stand out even in the school or work is applying to anything multiple times, whether it's a scholarship, experiences, and good. Um, especially for interest, I, I will make sure that your application is all about who you are as a person, what are your goals, and what, are you, uh, what you are passionate about. Another thing to stand out is networking and ask questions. During my internship, I networked with 
different people and then I ask questions when I didn't understand anything or it was hard to to understand. Mm. So you get to meet these new people and we just need to learn from them. And also trying to be persistent and motivate other students to, to fight for fight for their dreams and to apply to other opportunities. Yeah, and so you know, to, to, to fight for other people to, to fight to find their dreams. Um, you you sort of stand as an inspiration to those people. You know, you have um, folks like you, you know, maybe maybe someone that moved from another country and had to learn a new language to do to do something that they were passionate about. That's hard, right? That's hard to assimilate yourself into a new culture. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are trying to do the same thing, but maybe they're nervous. Maybe they they don't have the confidence that they that they should have um, to continue to pursue it, despite the maybe rejection along the way. So what are you what are you telling some of these students that that come to you and say, Pedro, I want to do what you're doing? So I, I have some of the things that when I start to talk to them about the national opportunities, they just say, oh, you must be really smart or this and that, and I say no. You just need to be persistent and, and not lose the motivation to keep going. Perfect. Um, Pedro, what's uh, what's exciting you uh, about some of your um, some upcoming opportunities for you? You've had a lot of internships. You've had that the aerospace scholars experience. What's next for you? Uh, next one, next for me will be starting my fourth internship at NASA Industrial Center this coming Monday. So then also I hope to join Pathways in the future and advocate for ESL students. I love it. Yeah, keep keep. Uh, we we need more diverse thought. We need more di- more people to come to NASA, and and you are an inspiration to those kinds of people, Pedro. So that's awesome. Kai, what about you? What's next? Yeah, I'm starting in July. I'll be working um, at Johnson full time uh, with the Systems Test Branch. I think I was talking about earlier. So I'll be training to be a test director for thermal vacuum tests. Very exciting. Yeah. So you finally, you did it. You, it took, it took a, a bunch of different pr- programs and, uh, you know, some challenges and some internships, but, but you got to where you wanted to end up, which is, um, which is in spaceflight. Yeah. Um, I think that at the end of the day, being a part of all these programs really helped me, um, find my path. And the pathways program was one of the most crucial things to help me like, get this full-time position. Um, and, I just really appreciate how um, these internships have just given me such a wide perspective of what NASA does and um, how each center is different and has its own environment. Um, And also, NASA is a great community, and everyone is so passionate about human spaceflight, um, spaceflight, anything in general, and I love being part of it, and I love being part of that bigger mission, like you mentioned. I think that's really important because uh, it could be one thing to— you know, to want to pursue something early on, just to be driven. Oh man, I, I want to work in I want to work in spaceflight. That's the industry that I want to be a part of. And at any point, you know, you could have been deterred from it. it. You could have had a bad experience. You could have had a bad mentor. But it sounds like it was it, you had a positive experience. You had a round experience, and and that really helped you to solidify. Yes, absolutely. That is what I want to dedicate my career to full time. Yeah, I think um, all of the internships were all very positive, and I wanted to keep coming back. I wanted to keep applying to internships, and um, I wanted to be a part of this community in a more like permanent way once I graduated college. And so that's what led me to doing more and more of these internships and what led me here today. 
I love it. Now, Jeff, what about you? What are you excited about? I'm excited to finally be a part of the NASA family in a bigger way. Yeah, it was cool to do it in, in my own way from university and through internships. But the cool thing about Pathways Internship is that, um, you know, upon completion of a successful internship, you can be offered a full-time position. So that is really a cool thing to strive for. But uh, with that being said, I really am looking forward to see how time progresses and how other interns come into the mix. I really love how NASA is not sending their interns to go get coffee. You know, it's, they're at the forefront and with, you know, the other civil service and contractors. So I'm really excited to see how, you know, this Artemis generation is going to help, uh, you know, progress NASA's mission as a whole organization. So it's going to be really cool to see it really is exciting times, and um, I, for, for you for you three, Pedro, Jeff, and Kai, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on Houston. We have a podcast because I think it's really important that as Jeff, you're you're talking about this new generation. As this new generation's coming on, I think what people don't realize is just how many different opportunities there are to work at NASA, even before actually working at NASA. All of you explored so many different types of programs. Um, and so at the end here, uh, after after we close off, I'll, I'll I'll make sure to to give some links and stuff where people can go explore those. But I think uh, having all three of you guys on here to explain just the different possibilities there are to do something that you're passionate about, I think that's really rewarding. So to all three of you, again, Pedro, Jeff, and Kai, thanks so much for coming on Houston. We have a podcast. It's been a pleasure to talk to all three of you today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And to anyone who's listening, I really hope you keep pushing and good luck. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, this is really great to talk about all the experiences. And I really hope this um, you know, encourages more students to join in and join the NASA family. Yes, thank you so much. I hope this brings more diverse community to, to NASA. Hey, thanks for sticking around. It was really a pleasure for me to talk to Pedro, Jeff, and Kai today and learn about all of their different experiences. Now, you're probably wondering, where do I even start to look at all the different opportunities? Because remember, these are just three different examples with different opportunities sprinkled in there of how these students ended up at NASA. But there's a lot more. So go ahead and search NASA Office of STEM Engagement, STEM being science, technology, engineering, and math. NASA Office of STEM Engagement. Uh, there's a website at nasa.gov, and they have a plethora of different programs that you can uh, look at. There's also some student uh, learning opportunities, some curriculum, all the way from K through 12. We got some uh, college programs there and grants. Uh, it's, this is just the beginning, so you can go to that website and check out all the different opportunities where you can get involved with NASA really at any stage uh, in school. A lot of these, uh, actually all three of them, were interns before they started uh, full-time. Uh, Jeff and Kai both mentioned that they're going to be starting full-time very soon, and they started at different NASA internship programs. So I got a couple of websites for you, intern.nasa.gov and pathways.jsc.nasa.gov. 
Don't worry if you didn't memorize that. Just go to our episode webpage. We'll have the links right there for you to click. We're one of many NASA podcasts all across the agency. Go to nasa.gov slash podcast to check us out and the many other shows uh, that we have here at NASA. We, Houston, we have a podcast, are on the NASA Johnson Space Center pages of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Use the hashtag AskNASA on your favorite platform to submit an idea for the show. Just make sure to mention is for us at Houston, we have a podcast. This episode was recorded on June 16th, 2021. Thanks to Alex Perryman, Pat Ryan, Norm Moran, Belinda Polito, Jennifer Hernandez, Abel Morelos, and Veronica Sile. And thanks again to the interns for taking the time to come on this show. Give us a rating and feedback on whatever platform you're listening to us on, and tell us what you think of our podcast. We'll be back next week.